Hello, dear listeners of the Education Newscast. Today, in another episode, today we talk about the future of learning in the intelligent enterprise and SAP Enable Now. And I'm very happy to have two guests here again with me. It's Eva Zauke, Executive Vice President, Global Head of SAP Enterprise Adoption. Hi, Eva. Great that you're here. Hi, good morning, good afternoon to everybody. And uh, we have Annette Gimstein, learning consultant from Integrated Talent Experience uh, at Bayer. Hey, Annette, great to have you. Hey, hey, hello, hello. Hi. Yeah, nice to see you. So perhaps you just could briefly introduce yourself. Well, who are you, what you're doing and what your journey so far was? Perhaps, Annette, do you want to start, please? To start, yes. Annette Gimstein. So I'm educated as a, a master in economics. I am at Bayer since 2004, so and I'm working there in most time in in the learning and training areas, training consultant as a project manager for learning topics, for system implementation and similar things. I design, develop, implement, and facilitate trainings there and. Um, for example, in my project time, I was the global training lead for the Bayer Success Factors implementation. I guess this was a very big project. And there, this was also the time uh, when we started to implement SAP Enable Now at Bayer together with the Success Factors. And yeah, and this, this was, so to say, my implementation uh, with the tool um, at Bayer in 2019. We went live. All right. Thanks, Annette. So sounds like also a long and great learning journey already. So then perhaps we can switch to Eva. Eva, could you perhaps just introduce yourself briefly? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Thomas. And also, Annette, good to see you here. So Eva Zauke, since 2005 at SAP, I studied um, computer science and later economics. Prior to SAP, I was with the German Railways, with Oracle and with uh, Deutsche Post DHL. And had various roles here at SAP. The one I'm assuming today is heading a unit named SAP Enterprise Adoption, which uh, functions are supporting the adoption of SAP's solutions at the customer side, which is important to realize value. So my team, our organization is responsible for the quality and security of all SAP products, for the localization, so legislation in the respective countries for all of SAP products, and also the enablement of the user is the focus for our talk today. Enablement of the user comes with translation of the software user interfaces and assets into the language of choice, comes with the responsibility product development for SAP Enable Now, and um, also the SAP Help Portal. In my area, in our area, there is also um, the responsibility for sports and entertainment solutions we are building there. Prior to this um, role, I was uh, Chief Knowledge Officer so responsible for all of SAP's external learning offerings, so offerings towards uh, customers, SAP customers, partners, um, users, and they are also SAP and now as part of the responsibility, I assume. So there is a longer history on SAP and now and the, the product as such um, and the offering with me here. Okay, great. Uh, thanks, Eva. And for those of you who are German listeners, so we already talked to Eva in her role as Chief Knowledge Officer in the podcast. So we perhaps can link that in the show notes. Uh, you also can then uh, perhaps listen to, I think it was two years ago. If you're interested, you can sneak into that. 
All right. So yeah, today we want to talk uh, on the one hand uh, about the strategic view with, with those two, let's say, perspectives from a customer point of view, but also from SAP. And then we also look more at concrete points, experiences, insights and tips and so on and hope to give you some inspirations, uh, dear listeners. So perhaps we start with you, Eva. Uh, so my first question would be, yeah, we all know that currently companies have to navigate through a lot of uh, challenges. And if we look at learning, enablement, adoption, uh, how do you think does this affect customers on their journey? I think intelligent enterprise is more this, let's say, high level vision also. But uh, to to look at this more concretely, could you share your perspective, please? Yeah, thanks, Thomas. And this is um, really a good question because customers and enterprises are always operating within the given conditions and also have to have uh, to operate um, tactically on the one hand side, but also strategically. So what uh, we are looking at the situation right now is um, that companies are facing uh, a lot of challenges, obviously. So when we were thinking about the pandemic, and this is now the third year of the pandemic, we're kind of thinking this would come to a, to an end, it's still keeping companies busy. But on the other side, also with the economic headwinds, um, geopolitical tensions, uh, the war we are still having in Ukraine, resulting of that, uh, the soaring inflation, the interest rates, the energy shortages, the supply chains have to be resilient. Um, so ensuring supply chains uh, to be resilient and also sustainability requirements. This is keeping our customers busy right now. So the question is, where do they do business today and what are the conditions for them? And also looking forward, uh, where do they transform, where they differentiate, where they do innovate. So on the one hand side, it's about a resilient um, plan to win today, but also to succeed in their transformation and their business transformation. And uh, to becoming then an intelligent enterprise, meaning leveraging the capabilities out of machine learning, artificial intelligence, the vast amount of data and information, the uh, company and capture this into the business processes and also enable their, their users, their, their people to learn about it, puts some priorities on with regards to the skill development. Let me frame the topic um, also a little bit here because customers are seeing a need for skill development and learning. So we know that 87% of organizations face skill gaps or expect skill gaps to develop within the next five years. This is a sizable amount of companies. And 50% of all employees will need reskilling by 2025. So why is this necessary and uh, why it's needed and what is also the benefit for the enterprises? Actually, it's essential to shape the future of work, exploit new technologies rather than compete with them, and also ensure employability and realize the benefits of the investments companies are taking. And when we look a little bit at the skill sets which are needed there and companies are thinking about to evolve, I would outline three main categories, so to speak. The one is the business skills. So coping with the industry domain, the business innovation, the business processes, uh, the business models, but also change management. So one dimension business skills for people to uh, be able to deal in an effective way with the business innovation. On the other side, it's about technology skills. So it's cloud, big data, obviously, all the data and all the information we get out. Digitalization, so sensors used um, or machine learning, robotics, analytics. So technology skills, which are part of the business process, but also 
are part of the um, daily work of employees. The third category I want to also mention here, which is of, uh, of importance, are competencies. So what are the future competencies companies are facing? And this is about, well, communication, collaboration, problem solving, creativity. So these three categories are, um, from my perspective, needed to make a success with regards to the future skill sets. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Just to summarize, so you see mainly these three areas on business skills, tech skills, and some people also say future skills to those competencies, yes. which, which are very important. So thanks for sharing. So Annette, could you perhaps share your point of view? Let's say also from, of course, you're in another industry. We come from the software industry. So uh, how do you uh, see that? So I uh, thank you very much for the question. Mm. I see it very similar, mm. uh, like Eva did. So this is this is our our topic. So we're preparing for future skills. So in each and every area, is it the R and D area? Is it IT? Is it also HR? For example, we are all facing new technologies, and this is all what we we're all thinking on strategic skills. Yeah, so to see what are the strategic skills and also to assess where are the employees, to assess the skill gaps and to think on how we could close that. So there are different approaches to do this, but this is, yeah, this is one of our most important topics um, in these days where we, what we are discussing. Yeah. So and right. it's all mm -hmm. based on all these fast changing in in techniques in in the digital transformation so mm. this is yeah a major topic yeah. i think on this level i think it's easy to let's say to agree to the common topics or common challenges perhaps we can uh, dig a little bit deeper so so if also you heard that challenges from Annette, but also you hear from many other customers so perhaps you can Explain a little bit, let's say, how, especially from your area, SAP is helping customers to cope with that, especially in the adoption area, perhaps. Yeah, thanks so much. Great question. And um, let's let's be more concrete because in the end, we are helping enterprises, businesses to achieve both, to perform, to be successful today, running um, with, uh, let's say, operations, uh, operate effectively, so perform at its best. And also to thrive, so innovate and also um, realize future benefits. And when we look at here SAP, you know, our strategy, the intelligent enterprise powered by data on the other side, bringing and enabling business transformation on the other side, bringing enterprises together in a business network to collaborate here with trading partners in the supply chain, along the supply chain, and also to create a sustainable world together, uh, which also then boils down into the respective Uh, skill sets. When we look at uh, the respective roles we are supporting here and what are the roles in the enterprise and how they can benefit, I would actually distinguish between two major, major roles. The one is, mm. let's look at the admins and consultants. So here, how do you build and maintain SAP software skills? You do this with the SAP Learning Hub. So this is, you know, this subscription-based learning solution online collaborative hands-on expert-led learning. There are certifications, there are learning journeys which are provided for free, but also for a subscription. This is for the admin and the consultant. Today, we are focusing on the end user and the business user, and also not possibly the own people a company is um, employing, but also 
external workforce, which yeah. uh, on average accounts for 42% of the personal cost in an enterprise. So this is a sizable amount. And here we are supporting with Enable Now Embedded Learning a companion, which is uh, integrated. What are we hearing from customers and where do they evolve? Actually, they first start with the enablement along the business uh, process. So it's about the business transformation along the business process and about, uh, along the value chain for SAP and non-SAP solutions in the language mm. of choice. When they then move towards or evolving, it's about more targeted enablement with regards product solutions, also the insight the companies have about their people, how well they are trained and enabled. Then it's about further measurement along the life cycle of applications as software changes, as there are new innovations. And when we see kind of the most mature um, stage here in the evolution or the transformation and, and the enablement piece, it's about a holistic culture of knowledge. And I can mention a couple of customer examples mm -hmm. where we have uh, good insights here. So take one. This is the German pension fund, mm -hmm. uh, which are here to enable their users. And this is in Germany, you possibly know this is uh, a central entity, but also in the uh, regions of Germany. So they will really manage well, very strategically their knowledge management there with Enable Now for more than 20,000 users. Or you take the, to put a little bit of a global perspective here, the world's largest global retailer uh, based in USA. There are more than 450,000 employees using wow. an application lear learning for SAP ECC. So even on, on that side, not even uh, with SAP S4HANA, but ECC, Ariba, success factors. And also um, another example I would like to mention is uh, Sydney Water here, because there was also when we look at some success measures customers are doing and how do they plan their projects, they did really well saying they're on an SAP S4HANA transformation paired with uh, integrated business planning. And in the moment of go live, so when they were live with new software, they were achieving the enablement of more than 1,000 users. So the new software started on Monday, they did the migration, and people were immediately enabled. They started right away to be productive. So they kind of managed also this with a respective planning and enablement. So Many, many good examples we mm. see also leveraging key users to capture the knowledge and then scale this through the enterprise with Kaufland, for example, here in Germany. So many good examples we see, uh, which are then uh, boils down actually to the path I outlined. Start with the business process, evolve towards performance support, more insights to even have a more targeted approach, build own material where you see fit. Uh, make it available to to your users also on, on the landscape you have and evolve towards a holistic culture of knowledge and change management. Thanks so much. And you actually already answered the next two questions I oh, <laughs> noted okay. down for you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you could share some concrete examples or also some numbers, I think this were some great snapshots uh, just to make it more, let's say, concrete and uh, All right. Yeah. So, so then perhaps we can switch to you, Annette. Perhaps you can give some examples and uh, also, let's say, how you using Enable now and let's say more in general, what your path forward in your learning strategy is. Yeah. So our learning strategy is what we what we are facing also in the last year is more away from the classical classroom training. So we had 
it was a little bit forced in the pandemic, but we had that the start was earlier. So because our idea was to to bring the learning closer to the work, so to the point of the need. And what we want our employers to do is that they are in the driver's seat of their learning. And what we implemented two years ago is an um, AI-based learning experience platform with uh, lots of content, which is already there, but you can also create your own content. And what people could do is just looking for their content, what they need for their work and put it together in their own learning pathways. But there is also a lot of curated content, which is delivered to the employees. And this is, so this is the way we want our employees to learn in the future. For example, to enable for their, the technical skills or also, or maybe also for system skills. And this fits pretty well also with SAP Enable now. So we have for for a system implementation, it is pretty easy to create content to explain the system. So, and we have on one hand, there is the, the possibility to do it with the SAP companion, but it's easy for, for your applications, but it's not easy for non-SAP application and, and for um, for not Fiori applications, then it could be a little bit more complicated. And then we have uh, several options. And one is, yeah, to implement the companion or to create the content and deliver it in another way. And this could also be nicely connected to, for example, this AI-based learning experience platform. And to be honest, so we like to have all our content at one place. So this is the the start to your learning and could also be the case so that we start there and then link to a library and enable now, for example. But this is then well connected with each other. So this is what we what what our idea is for future learning. So driven by the learner. And for enable now, so I see a huge more areas to work with this and to implement it. And this is also what I see at, at Bayer, that there, there are more people asking for to create content. In some cases, it's even just one content they create. For example, we we launched uh, a portal for people to uh, request a role for SAP, uh, but mm-hmm. the but the portal is not in SAP. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But what they did, they created a learning tutorial to explain what this portal is. And that was created with Enable Now and it was implemented into this portal and it pops up immediately if people access this portal the first time. So yeah, it's nicely linked and uh, and they did it in a nice way, but so maybe they have to change it if there are changes in their portal, but this is for them a kind of, so we use it now, but they won't create a lot of content right now because they don't need it for mm. this portal. And this is how we work at Bayer with this tool. So we have big projects like RISE or other system implementations. And then there are lots of authors working with Enable now and yeah, to do the tutorials if they implement that system. But then on the other hand, we have also uh, cases where it's just small things. And then there are single authors creating something nice. And then uh, people can access this in a, in an easy way. So mm. yeah, so this is how we work there. All right, thanks. Yeah, I think in the end it needs to be relevant and helpful and supporting. Yeah. 
So, and you, you outlined it can be a small project, which is very helpful. It can be a huge, let's say year long project. So thanks for sharing, Annette. And I, I like the in the driver seat metaphor. Uh, so because we see this more and more that we have next to the formal learning that companies need to rely on a more also self-organized uh, way that you give people the tools, you empower them. Uh, and so they can be self-sufficient and self-efficient uh, to create their own learning. All right. So perhaps uh, under to be, be, we can look a little bit even more into the details. Uh, so you now also on the learning journey, of course, you mentioned success factors, implementation, big projects, you mentioned RISE, but also you work with Enable Now now for a while. So probably you had some uh, learnings so far. So perhaps you can share that, uh, let's say, with such an, let's say, enterprise adoption platform. You can share with the listeners what your learnings are uh, or were so far. <laughs> So it's our learning, so it's, it's, so it's always the case, uh, mm. and it is especially if we doing something with system implementation, it's nicely if you could do things with enable now because it's fast done also with process descriptions and all these things. But people often underestimate that it takes time to do something really good. Yeah. So that you have to think on what will I show? What is the process and to make it not that long, yeah, to split it in a good way so that you have um, nice things that people want to see and that they don't have to watch 15 minutes boring videos. So, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, so this is what some people don't have in their mind. And that it is my learning is that people should always be aware. And this is what I communicate very often, that they should start early with their ideas on how learning should be. And uh, what they want to, yeah, what they want to tell the people, and what they want to show the people, and to prepare well, and then uh, start to work on that. So, recording something in the system is pretty easy, yeah. But doing the after work, the tiny little things, and these uh, explanations, extra explanations, or whatever they want to have, needs some time. Mm. Yeah, and this is so. This is what's, mm -hmm. what's always, uh, which is uh, very important. On the other hand, I see. There's a lots of uh, support from your end, yeah, mm -hmm. from, from the SAP end, and it gets more and more. So if people connect in the community or if they uh, can always go to the info center and see the newest developments and, and also if they forgot how this and that works, that's pretty easy to find it out and to see uh, all these uh, instructions there. So this is also something which makes it easier and easier to work with Enable now. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. So just to summarize, so you mentioned that it's important to invest in quality. Uh, yeah. So yeah. even if things are easy, let's say to create, I think, uh, to think, let's say learning out of the eyes of the learner. And, uh, that's important. And, and then also leverage what's there. Or uh, so like the community, the info center for those who don't know it, that's a knowledge portal with a lot of helpful resources for SAP enable now. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, thanks so much for sharing. So do you have any other actionable tips or so next to those, which I summarized? For the users of enable now. So no. I think people should focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to focus on what they want to do. And so there's a lot of thing you could do. So that makes it also a little bit complex in some cases. But so to have a plan and then to focus on uh, on what you want to do, and uh, yeah, and don't don't underestimate the effort. Mm. 
All right. Yeah. And of course, if you use another authoring tool, of course, that's of course all also relevant so for same. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but to be honest, yeah, mm. it sounds so easy to record th things in the system with, with enable now. And it is easy. Yeah. And it is, it's, it is easy. And uh, it's nice that you could also create some other contents out of it. So some people only use it for creating processes. And then they generate the PowerPoint or Word documents, and then they have their process descriptions and everything is fine for them. But on the other hand, so to make it nice for the learner, yeah, it is like you said, you have to step in the shoes of the learner and think on what they need. So what mm. is what they really need and, and, and to work on that. And this is something which could be done in an easy way with Enable now. Okay, thanks. Of course, nice to hear that. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, thanks, Annette. So perhaps, uh, Eva, we can switch uh, also to you. So you already have shared, let's say, more, let's say, the strategic view and uh, what you see there. You, of course, also uh, on the other side, talk a lot of with customers and uh, let's say also see good practices there. Let's say how they and their employees uh, leverage that. So can you share anything there from that side? Some more actionable tips, perhaps recommendations? You mentioned it a little bit already before. Mm -hmm. Sure. What what we see as actually, I would say, two patterns, as I yeah. outlined earlier. The one is how to make the users successful today. So this is about what is the content, what are the learning objectives for the users that the companies are taking care of. So embedding the learning into the flow of work, giving them the material on their own business processes, but also on any other topic. On the other side, it's also about, um, and this comes with the customization, standard help and learning content opportunities. We have here the possibilities customers um, and our enterprises have to create own learning content and embed it into the, let's say, environment of the user. And this is for any type of learning, every role and every employee. On the other side, it's about where companies are going, that they think about a business strategy, they think about the investment. And here we see very powerful examples where they take learning really as a part of transformation where it takes enterprises, um, considers also the employee and the change management dimension. And um, therefore, for example, you take a business process management, so SAP Signavia, where companies are looking at the business processes today, and so the as-is situation, and where they want to go with regards to the business processes. So they model this in the software business process management, and out of that, they derive the documentation integrated with Enable Now, and um, have also the learning opportunities on the processes while transforming. Another use case is also to integrate Enable Now into the landscape of the customer. Customers are using SAP software, but also other software from other vendors. This is always heterogeneous landscapes customers are having. So how can they use the um, digital adoption platform of Enable Now to span across this heterogeneous landscape of different products and uh, contents they have? So having this as a repository also for any type of uh, content. And when we look towards um, the evolution of the project, so the SAP Cloud Application Lifecycle Management, here also the embedded content is in sync with the project timelines and um, available when the users need it. 
So very concrete examples on learning today. So what is needed to make the user and the employee um, successful in their in their respective role, where to support them, where provide content, but any type of uh, learning uh, experience which is needed to address. They have this in the context where they are working, also in the different, let's say, channels, uh, not only uh, PowerPoint, uh, Word, PDF, uh, process, diagrams, process videos, but smaller videos. We have seen this in the pandemic right now. Mm. Um, that has changed also. Light, uh, consumable videos, short, three minutes with subtitles, all of that. It's possible also to be created with Enable Now. So not only the content is relevant, but also the method um, of delivery, so to speak. And on the other side, also moving towards strategy, towards future business processes, towards embedding this also across the enterprise. Thanks for sharing. I liked especially the learning as part of transformation. And I think there learning really becomes strategic. And uh, yes. of course, it's important. Yeah, we are in this challenge of re and upskilling. And uh, if people don't know what to do or how to do, or don't know why something happens, of course, it's uh, not that uh, efficient. And it, it just one comment I'd like to make. So if you didn't uh, listen to it, we had a also very good English podcast just on more the design mindset around that with Bob Mosher. Because on the one hand, of course, we talk a lot of training and knowing something and perhaps understanding something better. But especially with software or IT use, we want to get the job done or the users want to get the job done. They don't perhaps need every everything uh, in, in depth uh, knowledge. So it's more about performance uh, of tasks. It's about, uh, let's say, changing tasks or being updated in tasks. And I think this mindset also is helpful in, in such design, let's say, the design sessions, what you mentioned, uh, Annette. Yeah, so I gone through uh, the different questions what, what, what i prepared so probably i've forgotten a lot of things to ask or anything you want to share so perhaps we can make a little round uh, annette anything you want to share before we come to a, a final round um so yeah so that i just wanted to uh, just also to share that this changes in application this is also a great uh, mm -hmm. chance to to use sap enable now so for us for uh, for example in the success factors area in the development area we had a lot of changes and then we created some of these guided tools which pops up immediately if people step in the first time so this is something which makes change visible yeah and then guide people uh, through that journey And also for transition, we have this, what we transferred lots of our processes to other areas in the world. So, and all this knowledge transition uh, is also supported by creating some of these recordings in the system to make it easy for them to use it as, yeah, as fast and as efficient as possible. So I guess it's a little bit of this efficiency and, mm. and, and then sitting there in, two days training sessions and forget everything immediately. Yeah, it does not work out. So it is also always better to have it at hand and look at this and see it Yeah, in the best format you can have at that place where you are and, and to get the support at your point of need. Yeah. So, and this is where you could use it more or less everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So for each and every application, it makes it nice. And that's this is fully in our learning strategy for the future. So mm. that people can take the learning and yeah, it's more of the pull principle. So look for this, 
and uh, consume it if, if you like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. So, Eva, uh, switching to you. Yeah, for me, it's actually about the two dimensions. So enterprises mm -hmm. have to win the present and also create the future. And learning here is important in, in two ways. The one is to win the present. Obviously, people are here today. There are always some, there is always something which is coming up as a learning opportunity. So think very tactically how to make them successful today. On the other side, enterprises have to create the future as well. So deriving a learning strategy out of the business strategy, embedding learning into the business strategy, performing strategic workforce planning. So what are the future demands? What are the skills? What are the gaps? What are the learning needs? Think of also in these terms about a portfolio of initiatives to close skill gaps. I want to also cover the point, which is really important. We touched base briefly on that. Um, Annette mentioned this also, Thomas, you mentioned this. What is the culture of learning in the enterprise? So mm. To foster really and create a, a vibrant culture of continuous learning, because the skills I have today will not be sufficient to be successful tomorrow. So how can a culture in a vibrant way be created and made available to people or also fostering a growth mindset? Learning enablement is user-led, people-led. This is a mind shift. So how do can you empower people to lead their own learning? How can enterprises establish a serve-led learning culture that also is uh, assuming then a personal responsibility for one owns learning? And um, how can the learning offerings be attractive to people that they like it, that they just are curious, that they like to be part of it, that like to consume learning, that this benefits their well, they, their performance at work, but also their satisfaction in jobs. We we have seen many studies. Um, and you you are aware of the one we did um, um, interviewing SAP customers. On average, with the right amount of enablement, people are by a factor of 15% more satisfied and a factor of 50% on average. This is across SAP Aswahana, SAP Ariba, SAP Success Factors, uh, more effective in their work because they are just clicking around. They are more targeted. So they are there is a performance impact and there is a job satisfaction impact. And this is important uh, to consider while empowering employees here to lead their also learning um, enablement in culture, so to speak. Mm. I think that's a great summary. Win the present, shape the future. I think this ambidextrous, this both things, I think they all need to be done always, although it's perhaps some stretch. But uh, yeah, I think just doing one, of course, is not enough. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing. I think, oh, I think we've gone through. So then I would uh, go to, a, let's say, the so-called home story, ask you some questions about your yourself or what do you think? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's just questions. three questions. It's just uh, three quick questions. So the first one, uh, do you have a narrative for learning? So like your narrative for learning. So if I start, so for mm -hmm. me, it is we never stop to learn. Learning is everywhere. That's great. Learning is everywhere. Never stop learning. Thanks, Annette. Eva? For me, when enterprises are thinking about transforming and I have to be successful today and successful tomorrow, for me, in the end, boils down to enable people make this transformation a success. Mm -hmm. And what are you learning currently or perhaps next year? Do you have something on your to-learn list already? 
it doesn't need to be, let's say, around IT training, whatever is on um, your to-learn list, Annette. Yeah, so I will I will start a new position in the IT security area at Bayer. So I guess there there's a lot to learn from me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. We're also interesting what you share. I think that's a hot topic uh, on the cybersecurity and whatever is around there. Yeah, okay. so it's 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 more in this training and communication part of uh, cybersecurity risk management. But yeah, so there will be a lot to learn for me. All right, thanks. So yeah, all the best for that, uh, Eva, from your side. Yeah, as you as you as you rightfully saying, Annette and also Thomas, learning is a constant. So also mm. for me, I'm learning um, every day and looking for topics. There are two topics on my agenda right now. The one is the new offerings around the citizen developer, which I really like. So the low code, no code offerings that a citizen developer, so the let's say line of business user, can also create workflows, software with a low touch engagement here. So for me, this is fascinating. Um, not only from a technology perspective, but very powerful on the impact on the line of business. So mm. all the offerings we have for the citizen developer, um, I'm really looking into demos and products and, and also the mind shift there. Mm. I'm always interested in um, artificial intelligence, not only from a technology perspective, but also where do use cases, where use cases are applied in the business software What are trends in ERP where can uh, artificial intelligence uh, help derive insights, also uh, help for for poor informed decisions or increase productivity? So these use cases are always of interest to me. This is a constant. Very interesting. Especially the AI we just had in the last podcast. It became very recently with OpenAI and ChatGPT and all these new things, which really be, became a boost, become yes. ag- again, even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So happy learning, of, of course, to both of you. So perhaps uh, that then just one final question. So how, how do you keep up to date by your own, uh, Annette? Any sources you can recommend or perhaps books you're currently reading or blogs? Yeah. Uh, so, so for for the SAP Labo now we already mentioned the info center, which is very important uh, for me, and uh, and the community. So mm-hmm. all these questions and answers. So this is um, this is a very nice resource, and uh, for for the learning in general. So yeah, there is that nice podcast from Matthias Wienke, the LearnXP, Learning Explorer. So and um, yeah, we have a lot of. We have a lot of internal communication in teams uh, where things are recommended. This is often just small things. If you're an article in what is Harvard Business Review or, or uh, something like this, and this is uh, very f- targeted and focused on special topics, then and just uh, yeah, scrolling through these recommendations either in the internal teams, also in LinkedIn, where people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you connected with or um, um, recommending something. This is a, these are all nice resources. All right, thanks for sharing. Yeah, we link that in the show notes, dear listeners. If you're interested, just uh, look it up. And uh, actually, Matthias, we are also already had in the German podcast. <laughs> if you want to look into that, uh, Eva. So, how do you keep up to date? Yeah, there are actually two strengths, I would say, two areas. The one is management practices, management learning. Obviously, here HBR is an important source, um, articles on LinkedIn, some leadership management practices. 
The other is uh, more on um, business and technologies, um, reading the MIT Sloan Management Review or Technology Blogs in general. And there is a, a book I, I'm reading and I really like because it's told Making Numbers Count, The Art and Science of Communicating Numbers. So for me, it's um, also important, you know, that we are always in a, uh, well, communication position or the position to communicate and how to communicate numbers as part of a story and uh, how to, well, let others know and learn about uh, the power of, of numbers with a good communication, which is adequate to reflect what numbers are telling. So making numbers count uh, is a book I'm reading right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think that's so relevant for everyone, actually. So we put it also in the show notes. Yeah. So thanks so much for your time. I think we already are through now. So thanks to listeners for listening. Uh, I hope, of course, you took some insights with you. Of course, we're always happy if you want to give us some feedback, uh, like on LinkedIn or any other channels. And of course, share the podcast uh, if you like it. Uh, yeah. So. Thanks so much again also to you, uh, Andete and Eva, Thank for you. your time, for your insights. Mm -hmm. And I wish everyone a uh, yeah, great further day, great further learning journey. Bye-bye. Same here. It was a pleasure bye -bye. meeting you, Annette and Thomas. All yes. the best. Thank you. All, yeah, right. all the best to you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.